Hey guys, welcome to the third episode of the Personal Dating Assistance Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Violet, aka The Rambling Gambler. So personaldatingassistance.com is a website designed to help people with their online dating experience. With online dating being more popular now than it's ever been, there's no better time than now to want to have the edge over the competition. That's where we come in. According to a 2019 study conducted by sociologist Michael Rosenfeld out of Stanford University and Ruben Thomas out of the University of New Mexico, approximately 39% of couples that got together in 2017 met from a dating website. Nearly two out of every five, that's a lot. Nowadays, there is no longer a stigma about meeting a partner online. Now, as far as us, what exactly that personal dating assistants do? What we do is we, we get you dates. What we do is we take over your online dating profile. Your monthly subscription will include services such as offering consultation, as well as an option to create a brand new online dating profile that brings out your best qualities. In addition to messaging on your behalf and earning you phone numbers, we also offer photographer referrals, you know, just in case your photos aren't really your best. We're here to help find dates for the person that has those 100-hour work weeks and just doesn't have the time to send out all those terrible messages. Or for the one who doesn't really have a grasp on what works best for finding a date. They just, they're lost. They don't really know what to do. Um, so we're here to help. This podcast will feature a different analysis each week taken from actual online conversations from the archives of members who have signed up for our service. Of course, for the sake of privacy, their real names will never be disclosed, so I'll be switching everything to Tom and to Julia. I'll be discussing strategy on how to, one, open a conversation, two, how to keep them hooked, three, how to avoid the mistakes that other people make, and four, how to close a conversation and earn yourself a phone number. All of this will be based on a bunch of different factors, such as momentum of the conversation itself, the type of person you're chatting with, the time of day, etc. So let's do it. This week's analysis features Tom from Los Angeles, who is matched with Julia on Tinder. So like I mentioned on the first two podcasts, I'm a firm believer that it's always best to try to pick something out from the writing of a profile, their profile, and include it in your opening message, something about it. Now, in this case, Julia on Tinder, she didn't have anything in her writing. She didn't have any writing in her profile at all. Nothing. So what should we do? Should we send a generic opener that's clever and respectful? No, we should not do that. And why not? The reason is, well, the fact that you're doing online dating, it makes you susceptible to copy and paste messages. Hey, beautiful, what's up? Hey, beautiful, what's up? Hey, beautiful, what's up? You could send that to a zillion people. So if you send some generic message, as funny as it might be, you know, well, it could work, but I'm just, I'm still against it. I like tailor-made messages. So because we couldn't really do that from the writing, we're going to have to find a way to do it from our photos. Now, Julia's photos, she had five selfies, five out of, out of 10. 
the 10 photos that she had on there, she had five. So the first thing I'm, the first thing I'm thinking in my head is this girl has sulfitis, which is a real thing. It's actually a mental disorder. Look it up. So with her having five selfies, I think it, we should call her out on it. So here's my opener. Bad news, Julia. Half of your photos on Tinder are a selfie. The good news, they all let me admire your poultritude. Smiley face. Hi, I'm Tom. Hi, Tom. Okay, so we threw a big word out there. Big for me, anyway. Poultritude. Poultritude is a fancy word for beauty. We wanted to grab her attention by using our brains. So... You know, as long as we're not throwing these spelling bee words out there all the time, we'll be fine. Why not all the time? Why not have a thesaurus handy? Well, as we move forward, we want the conversation to seem natural. We want to be relaxed. We want it to be relaxed back and forth. And not everybody's into getting message from Point Dexter. Uh, all we got back is a hi, Tom. Not even a period at the end of the sentence. The good news is that, you know... This is a conversation on Tinder, so she's into us already, right? I mean, she swiped right. But the bad news is her response isn't the kind of response we were hoping for. Um, so I'll be sure to tone it down, the intensity anyway, for a bit. As in, I'll, I'll keep it simple until we get some momentum going. Good morning, smiley face. What's on the agenda for today? Work, exclamation point. How about you, she says. Okay, so this is good. We were able to get an exclamation point. That makes two of us, and I want to somehow find a way to play some racquetball tonight, I said. So racquetball is one of my client's hobbies. When creating his Tinder profile, we decided to not have any photos of him playing sport, nor mention that he's active in the writing. So I felt this is a good way to show that he's not just some couch potato. Um, she says, yeah, whoa, racquetball, you daredevil, you, what's it like to be such a rock star? I come back with, you poke fun, but I hear the fastest racquetball serve ever is recorded at like 190 miles per hour. That might not be as fast as you reply on here, but still, what's it like to know that we're meeting for coffee tomorrow night? So as you can see, the conversation is starting to pick up a bit and she's throwing some life after hi, Tom. And look at her poking fun at the whole racquetball thing. That, that, that's a good sign. Two could play at that game. So the move here is to dish it right back. Show her that we're not some, you know, wet blanket. You know, stick up for herself. Um, I should mention too, she took quite a while to reply between each message so this was a good opportunity to playfully point this out. Passive-aggressive? Uh, maybe like passive-aggressive second cousin. And then at the end there, I throw in some confidence. I want her to be like, oh yeah, is that so? A coffee date, huh? Remember what I said? I said, what's it like to know... Hold on. What's it like to know we're meeting for coffee tomorrow night? Like it's, it's happening. I always like to trickle in a little bit of confidence... Somewhere in the conversation. Nice try. Tell me more about yourself, she says. Good, but not great. Um, she didn't give in and boost our ego, our ego, but instead she opted to pivot a bit 
and get to know us better. A standard reply from the other end. Um, it's still very early on in the conversation, and I don't mind throwing out a feeler in the beginning, um, as long as our second attempt is brought to the table in a different way. What's not good is, let's get together for a drink tomorrow night. And then later on, come on, let's get together for a drink tomorrow night. That kind of thing. No, I got later on I got to be doing it a little bit differently. So my reply is... I'm tempted to send a list of adjectives or to tell you about how I love to binge watch The Office, but I don't want to get unmatched. So here's the exciting stuff. My favorite 90s guilty pleasure song is Don't Turn Around by Ace of Bass. My biggest pet peeve is when someone in the audience continues to yell out during a performance, I've never had a cavity, and I feel like LeBron James will never be Kobe Bryant. All right. So this paragraph of an answer begins with what every person on here does wrong. They list, they, they give a big list of things in a profile or in a conversation as if they're trying to, as if they're trying to sell themselves so much, uh, like at an auction. I'm outgoing, I'm spontaneous, I'm hardworking. Oh, please like me, please, please pick me, I'm so great. No, we don't want to do that. Instead, show the person that you're spontaneous down the road. Show them. Don't just tell them. For instance, you're at a local pub and see that there's trivia going on. So get right in there. You didn't know there's going to be trivia on a Wednesday night, but so what? And as for The Office, everyone loves Ryan Howard and everybody hates Andy Bernard. We get it. Why write the obvious? Don't stop talking about The Office. So yes, what we do is poke fun at what people do wrong and then i put some stuff about ourselves that covers a wide range and i suggest when you do this i suggest making things as random as possible you know i talked about the cavity sports uh music uh what was the last thing um Oh, the comedy show, a pet peeve. Um, and by the way, my answers were based on the things I know about my client from our interview. They're not just fabrications. Whoa, those are fighting words, she says. And I'm guessing that was about, I think that was about LeBron James at this point. What do you know about fighting, I say? For starters, I take kickboxing class three days a week, she replies. Okay, listeners, so we have some, we have some options. Um, we just learned that she takes kickboxing class three times per week. Do we, one, make fun and question if she's serious? Two, ask her more about it and express lots of interest? Three, execute, execute some type of pun or dad joke, corn joke, that type of thing. One, two, or three. All right, so the problem with option one is we already poked fun of it. What do you know about fighting? So we don't want to keep attacking this girl. I already, I already said that, so that we could eliminate option one. The problem with taking option two, well, here's what I'm thinking. With the rise in popularity of MMA and UFC over the years, everybody knows how to fight. Everybody does mixed martial arts. Everybody loves UFC and pay-per-view and ESPN and on, on Spike TV, if that's still available. I'm guessing 
every guy really digs that she does kickboxing. You know, it's kind of badass. And it is cool that she does this, you know, but we can't show her cards just yet. We got to play cool and not boost her ego. So option three might be the right play here, which was execute some type of like stupid, dumb joke. So just to recap, what have we done so far in this conversation? One, use of a big word. Two, a list of random facts that will be great in conversation. Um, conversation starters, you know, way down the road. And three, we send a very confident message about us going on a coffee date, okay? We've yet to do a pun. We've yet to do a dumb, corny joke. And every good conversation needs at least one stupid joke. I've always said. Why so reply? Shit. Well, with that history of kickboxing, you probably could kick down a door. But please don't. Doing so would mean there'd be one less for me to open for you and be chivalrous. Smiley face. You're the worst person, she says. Yeah, we're still chatting, right? Your turn. So her reply was uh, her being stubborn and refusing to laugh and give a compliment. It was I thought it was a great joke. Um, actually, it seems that both parties are being this way at this point, me and her, or my client and her. Uh, despite really enjoying how the, like we're both being stubborn despite we both, we're both enjoying the conversation, but I feel like neither one wants to kind of give in. You know, we didn't tell her how great it was that she did kickboxing and she hasn't complimented us either. And this should be noted. Um, but we still should be feeling very confident at this point. We, we, we could still earn a phone number soon, but not yet without a little bit of, um, being kind and genuine. We have yet to do that. So soon enough, that should come into play. We haven't really been a softie yet. So if you're in a similar conversation where it's kind of like a chess match or it might be in your best interest to trickle in a bit of, of a heartfelt message halfway through when the time is right. Um, so then I decide to put the focus on her and not even let her have time to respond to. We're still chatting, right? You know, it's her time. It's, it's her turn now to tell me about herself. She responds, I studied painting undergrad and philosophy in grad school. I do marketing for arts organization and teach a bit. What do you teach? Teenagers. What's your strategy for when they get out of line? My guess is running a room full of hormonal teenagers could be a handful, and I give you a lot of credit. You have quite a noble line of work. Now, it's good to let the other person speak and let them keep running with it. So we ask questions and then we give a nice little compliment. Actually, they're incredible and almost never need discipline. Well, there goes my theory out the window, I say. Well, hey, it's been nice chatting, smiley face. I, I, I'd love to shoot you a text a little bit later on. Um, what's her number? Some good old self-deprecation. Well, there goes my theory out the window. That that reminds me of um, that scene from uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall where Jonah Hill, he was the waiter and he's trying to collect uh, Jason Siegel's dish before he finished eating. You done here? Actually, I just sat down. I was just getting started. It's delicious though. Thank you. I'll just go fuck myself. I'm sorry, what? Mahalo, as he smiles. That's like one of my favorite scenes. Um, so now, so... Before she feels inclined to play the pity card, 
oh, no, it's okay. That was very thoughtful and sweet. It's best to end the conversation here or try to in our terms. So we pulled the trigger in the same way I've been telling you guys to do it in the, the, the first two podcasts. You know, it's, it's always best to write something like, what's your number, question mark, following the fact that you enjoyed talking to them and they seem fun. This is way better than, may I have your number? May I? That's just weak, and we don't want to show any signs of weakness. So she doesn't reply. Hours go by and nothing. There's crickets, uh, tumbleweeds. No, actually, there's crickets riding tumbleweeds. So what should we do? Try to pick the conversation back up later on in the, the day. Try to seek validation try to tell her that our you know our phone has been acting strange and maybe she didn't even get her last message no what we do is we wait and if there's still nothing we give it a good 24 hours and send a message as if getting denied never happened this way she doesn't get put on display of having to explain why she didn't give her her phone her phone number and we don't have to embarrass ourselves after having just struck out but you know what? If you strike out in baseball seven out of ten times, you bet 300 and you're a king. A king. Three out of ten is great. So striking out is okay. And I think I used that analogy before somewhere. I, I don't know. I don't care. It's a good analogy. So we decide to message her the next day in the evening. I just checked out some of your paintings off your Instagram and I really dig them. Are you familiar with Jackson Pollock or Mark Rothko? Yes, of course, exclamation point, and thank you, smiley face. So in her profile, there's a link to her Instagram where all of her paintings are available for our viewing pleasure. Um, they're actually pretty great. And if she's going to take the time to do them, you know, put herself and her work out there and be vulnerable, the least we can do is let her know that they're good. Or if she has that link available because she's showing off and bragging, like that dude with the perfect six-pack with V and he points to you-know-where. Well, that just sucks. If she was trying to do that, if she was trying to brag. But she doesn't kind of give out that vibe. Um, but the fact is, we checked out her work. We also name-dropped a few artists. We're trying to get some brownie points here. Lord knows we need them at this point. So I mentioned uh, Jackson and Mark, two popular artists. Um, at this point... I think it's good to try to get some of the momentum back. So after she said that, you know, she's familiar with the artists, I decide to not say anything until later. How was work today? Good, good. How about you? It went well, thanks. Oh, and I forgot to mention that I was able to make some good friends in the MFA when I was living on the East Coast. Um, so I could talk art all day with you. Then again, is it like me trying to talk golf with Tiger or music with Bono? Now it's our turn to show a little vulnerability. We showed some confidence a few times in the conversation yesterday, poked phone at her and ended up striking out. This message was a great way to show that we have similar interests, but, you know, she's in the driver's seat on this topic. Art, you know, that's her, her jungle. Um, we admit it. You know, we're calling her the Bono of art. No, it's nice to talk to people about art when they aren't Tiger Woods or Bono. It's more real sometimes, she says. 
This is like her way of liking what we had to say. Well, I'm going to try to get to bed early. Um, it'd be great to pick things back up tomorrow. Have we reached the phone number stage or would you prefer it be on here? Attempt number two. And it was in a very different way. And the first one was confident, yet, you know, downplaying the fact that we're asking for the Holy Grail. What's your number? That's what we did. You know, just like, you know, what's your name? Nonchalant. The second attempt took a more respectful approach. You obviously didn't give her phone number last night for a reason. Maybe she wanted to play hard to get. Maybe, you know, she prefers taking things a little bit slow. Either way, we let her get to decide where she wants to take the conversation. It's best not to be like, okay, I surrender. I give up. You win. We could just keep chatting in here, okay? Anywhere. I just want to chat with you. No. We don't want to give that vibe off at all. Attempt number two should always allow her to vocalize what the person is comfortable and we want them to vocalize what she's comfortable with um, and possibly explain why. If if she wants to talk in here, you know, we were giving her an opportunity to just say it. And it's cool. No harm, no foul. Now, let's just say that they don't give their phone number after a second attempt. Either they don't reply or they say they're just not ready yet, okay? You sent the opening message in the beginning to start this whole thing and then got turned down and then opened up the conversation on day two and then got turned down again. Now, you let the other person take the initiative. You let them open up the conversation next time. You let them bring up texting, uh, phone calls, dates. No matter how badly you want to do it, you do not do it. Balance. And fairness. It's not fair to, to be the one that's always putting yourself out there on the ledge and them just stringing you along. Oh, I'm just super busy. You know, that's a common response that people will say. But everyone's busy. I hate that shit. Everyone has work. If someone wants to make time for you, they will. You're telling me that someone's going to be too busy for Gosling? No. Anyway, Julia ended up being reasonable the second time she gave her phone number. Although there's lots of flaking and ghosting on Tinder, the fact that somebody swiped red on you was for a reason. So your foot is already in the door. So as long as you're patient and play the game correctly... Everything will work out. I promise. And now, as promised, I'll take a look at an email from one of our listeners. Emily from Florida writes, Hi Matt, I listened to your first two episodes and I noticed a common theme. Both of your clients were male. I know it's a small sample size, but I'm wondering if you ever have women that sign up for your service. P.S. What's the origin of the whole Tom and Julia thing? Thanks, Emily. Hey, Emily, thanks for writing. Um, in the past four years of being with this agency, I've yet to be paired up with a woman that signed up for our service. It's been strictly men. However... Some of the other PDAs, my coworkers, they've worked with women. Um, lots of them, actually. I believe there's one recently that signed up from North Carolina. 
South Carolina, I forget. Um, our service is designed to help out anybody who needs it. It's simply a coincidence, and um, whoever gets assigned to me is completely random. I will say, uh, I'm sure it'd be quite the experience to log into a woman's profile, getting all those uh, repulsive and distasteful messages, incoming messages from guys who are zoomed in way too close to their face and their and their photos. Uh, yikes. As for Tom and Julia, it's funny that you actually honed in on that. I would think you'd think that those names are random, um, actually, but they're not. My most favorite podcast in the entire world is Your Mom's House podcast by Tom Segura and Christina P. They're, they're a married couple who are both comics. They've been together for years and years. Um, I will say that their podcast isn't for everybody. Well, uh, it's got a lot of crude, dark humor, potty humor. But for me, I love it so much. So Tom, my favorite comedian of all time, that's where Tom comes from. Julia, all right, so the name Julia comes from a, second, a segment on their show taken from this viral video that they found of this guy. Um, he sends this Julia girl an incredible video recording of himself declaring his love. So the backstory of the that viral video is, from what I understand, is that he fell in love with her at the gym one day. The two had never spoken before. Um, so what he did was he found her name on a uh, sign-in sheet for the tanning bed. That's how he found out who she was after she went in. And one night she was uh, she was going out to her car at like 11 o'clock at night and she hears Julia, Julia, it was him. So they talked for a few minutes outside of the car. Um, keep in mind it's nighttime. She's 18. He's in like his 40s. And he proceeds to ask for her number and she's basically cornered. So she hands him her phone and tells him to add it, you know, add his number to her phone, but he dials it. So now he has her phone number. So anyway, so the next morning, he sends this declaration of his love that opens with, Good morning, Julia. It's me, Joe. It's bananas. Um, when you can, look up Good Morning, Julia on YouTube. It's the one that has like 430,000 views or something like that. And I hope that you or anybody else never ever since a video like this, like Joe did. For those of you with any comments, any questions, concerns, all of that jazz, and you want me to help you, the Rambling Gambler, just please write me at m.violet at personaldatingassistance.com. That's M is in Matthew, dot V is in Victor, I is in Igloo, O is in Octopus, L as in Lilac, E is in Elephant, T is in Thomas, T is in Thomas, E is in Elephant, at personaldatingassistance.com. Now, assistance, that's A S S I S T A N T S. Also, please check out our website uh, for a full list of our services, rates. There's uh, testimonials on there. 
articles, a list of our whole team and their bios, uh, much, much more. That's www.personaldatingassistance.com. Tune in next week for a brand new analysis in addition to answering another email from you guys. Thank you all very, very much for listening. Signing off, this is Matthew Violet, a.k.a. The Ramblin' Gambler. Have a great week. Bye. Thank you.